And I am aware now. Aware now. The official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. Hi, Nancy. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so, I feel so, so uh, grateful to be in your presence. And, um, you know, when Jack and Allie asked me to do something for International Women's Day, the, the thing that came to mind was to find a way to amplify and talk about women, life, freedom, and specifically to reach out to you who, since, uh, since this all started happening with Masa Amini, Amina. Oh, is that how I say her name? Amini, Masa Amini. Yeah, um, I've been wanting to find a way to do something about it and you've been such a good friend and, and helping me understand and vet certain things online that were going to be helpful and not. You are a, I guess, first-generation Iranian woman. Um, and so thank you for writing this companion piece for this conversation here to help uh, to help share more about you know Iran and the beauty of Iran and also what is going on there so that others can connect more deeply and um, and we can grow our solidarity and our ability to help um, the Iranian people. Uh, like you said, you've mentioned to me just seeing us, just seeing the Iranian people and 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 being there. Um, is is so important so off that i'm i'm curious you know about what it what what it was like to live in iran and then you left you had to flee iran so what your experience was you know yeah i'm just gonna ask you to expound on that i was three in 1979 i was three years old and um my parents became very clear to them that they wouldn't be able to raise their children in this country and um we had to leave they had bought a summer house in germany um in the mid 70s uh so we had a place to go and um it was a really difficult decision because we had to leave everybody behind we didn't know what was going to happen we thought maybe we'd be out of the country for six months the longest a year but we never returned. It was a deeply um, traumatic experience for all the Iranians that left the country and emigrated. And we became basically displaced people because we didn't have plans to leave our country for good. It just happened. Oh my goodness. I, I can't, I can't imagine what that's like because you know, even something as insignificant as the electricity going out and being displaced from your apartment or home and that feeling in a very uh, temporary way that sometimes can feel like, you know, discombobulating. Where are my things? Like, well, did I leave my toothbrush? I can't go back and get it. It's dark now. Or, But the idea that you left with, with uh, the belief as a child that you'd be back in six months to your home and you... You never went back because of what ended up happening or incrementally 
happening there. Your parents lived through a time that was much more free in Iran. Do you want to share a little bit about Absolutely. what that they, they talk about the golden era of Iran and how amazing it was and the parties they went to and the vacations they went on and, and the life they lived. They, they think about it in a very idyllic, beautiful way. And um, it's really interesting to see them now seeing this happening after 40 plus years, to see this movement happening. It's very hopeful. Um, you see, the people in our country are hostages. They can't leave. They have a very hard time making money. The disparity between the poor and rich is extreme. They have high pollution there. Um, there really is no hope for the young people. And, and this generation, after I think COVID happened, after they realized that nobody was going to take care of them at all, this was the last straw when Masa Amini, when this happened in Iran. Um, people were fed up. And I've been to all the, the protests in Los Angeles, and um, I've attended so many different talks. And this generation's different. They are not going to stand for this. And um, it can't go back. Um, it's time. What can we do? What can we do, those of us who are not Iranian or maybe don't understand the culture but want to help? Um, is there something specific we can do? And do you feel that um, as women and um, the kind of power of the feminine, do you feel that there's a way that through joy and acceptance and seeing um, what's going on and finding a way to make art or, or make impact through the creative, would that be helpful? Absolutely. That is the most helpful. I think, um, like I said, we've been systematically excluded from the world stage for over 40 years. And that has been done by design. It is time now to share our stories, share as much as you can. Everything that you've been doing has been incredible. Um, that's what we need. We, I think that the more people who see us, the more allies we will have. And um, make art, share our stories. You know, this, uh, this is the first women-led revolution ever. And uh, it's huge. This country is on the verge of completely changing. And um, that's what we have to do. We have to support them and be their allies and spread the word. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit with me here. I look forward to reading the piece that you wrote um, to further uh, share your thoughts and feelings about Iran and, and, and this revolution, like you say, this women-led revolution that's happening. And um, yeah, you have my solidarity and anything I can do always. And I just appreciate so much your friendship and that we had this opportunity to talk about it. Thank you so much. I love you, Rain. I love appreciate you. it. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are 
Aware Now.